Welcome to the Micah Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike here with Micah. We're back for another episode. Today we're talking about early trade deadline talk. So there have been a couple of names that have been put out there by Mark Stein, Woj, you know, the usual NBA beat reporters. I want to start with Cal Kuzma. There were talks last week between Cal Kuzma and the Sacramento Kings potentially making a trade for Boyang uh, Boyakovich, and there were talks about whether that was going to go through or not. Micah, for the Lakers to make the NBA championship, do you believe that Kyle Kuzma has to be traded for more pieces, or do you think he should stay put with the Lakers for them to be a contender in the Western Conference Finals and beyond? What's interesting about the situation with Kyle Kuzma is the fact that, yes, he is a, um, he is a borderline star talent in the league, and I think in the right fit in the old uh, Lakers team and the old Lakers system, he would have blossomed into a 20, 22, 25-point scorer maybe. With this current team and their current roster, no, I don't think he fits necessarily on that team. You're kind of seeing it play out. Um, not a lot of minutes, not a lot of points, and he seems like he's slowly and slowly getting phased out. Uh, yes, he was injured for a little bit in the season, but at the same time, um, if you gauge his interest around the league and teams are looking for a guy like Kyle Kuzma who can put the ball on the floor, score, he plays decent enough defense, but I feel like if you get him on the right team, he'll play better team defense. And if you can if you can work out a situation where you get assets and you get what you need to make a nice run, I'd say you absolutely do it. Um, if Utah has the pieces and you can get guys that are gonna supplement your bitch uh, your bench while still keeping that championship, you know, integrity and team together, I say go for it. Um Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma is a great player, but I don't think his his LA stay is 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 gonna really work out. Um that 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 uh, excuse me, that young nucleus has really moved on except him, and he's kind of the odd man. Now I feel like he works better, like I said, in that old system. So if I'm the Lakers, I try and I try to shop him. Um, unless you find a way and, and to work his, his game in this new team with Bron and AD, I don't think he has a fit there. Do you think that um, like the trade situation where um, – not the trade, but like his trader coming out and basically trashing LeBron had any effect in whether he's traded or not? Because in that Clippers game – he was uh, he came off the bench and was a big time contributor where he was mm-hmm. able to put up like about 20 plus points and had like 14 in the first half. So do you think that that trader coming out and talking crap about him maybe that led to Kuzma giving his trader some ammunition that he decided to talk some crap about him. So where do you think that fell on the line on whether he's going to be traded or not because right now this Lakers seems seems like they're gelling together perfectly but there's one odd man out which is Kuzma. I know we saw the picture of LeBron James looking at Kuzma, I know any any picture can make it seem like it wants to, but we've seen those type of pictures before. Mm-hmm. And when we saw those pictures, that person was usually traded. Yeah, man, it reminds me of the uh, the picture with him and uh, Dwayne Wade, that, that same kind of look where it's just like, dang, we're going to have to break this up, aren't we? Like, he, and the thing is, Bron probably likes him as a player and as a kid, but, man, um, I definitely think the trainer situation definitely added fuel to the fire. If anything, it probably expedited a... a a situation gone bad to worse. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think Kyle Kuzma, he might have kind of told his trainer, hey, uh, you know, maybe told him the situation and then the trainer's kind of acting like a trainer does, having his guys back. At the end of the day, like I said, I think that expedited the situation a little more. And now, if there was ever going to be a chance at a, um, at working in this system, I don't think there is. And I would expect them to be traded before the All-Star break. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think the way the Lakers are currently constructed 
they need shooters. Mm-hmm. And Kuzma, yeah, he's a shooter, but he can also create too. And I believe that with the right team, you can get a haul. Whether that's the Miami Heat and you get a Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn or just any other team in the NBA where you're able to acquire shooters. Even the Washington Wizards where you have a Davis Bertans and maybe even throwing a Gerson Matthews who has shown himself over the past couple of games, even though he is um, he's injured his ankle. The Lakers need shooters. Avery Bradley and Danny Green really haven't been getting it done in clutch time. So if LeBron can drive and kick out to a more trusted shooter like a da- uh, Davis Bertans or a Gerson Matthews, maybe that changed up the way this team is playing or the way this team is looking. And I don't know. Kuzma has been an interesting case coming in. Obviously, like you said, he was hurt coming into the season. Then he played good against the good teams, but he's also found himself lost in many games. So I could definitely see himself getting traded. But moving on to Kevin Love. Kevin Love, we've all all seen the situation that has happened there. He was fined last season by by the Cavs for – uh, saying that he should trade him and that he has enough money, that if you wanted to trade him, go ahead because he definitely does have enough money. And then we saw, what, a week ago or maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, he was calling for the ball at the end of halftime. The Cavs didn't give him the ball. He eventually got it and threw it at Seti Osman, and he is not enjoying his time in the Cleveland Cavaliers. What is the best fit in your mind, Micah, for Kevin Love at this trade deadline? What's interesting is I feel like the best fit for him is a reunion with LeBron James in L.A., um, a possible situation where if the Cavs put a, a, a package together to get a guy like Kyle Kuzma, I, I could see a trade possibly happening. Um, It's definitely uh, sad for Kevin Love because he is the odd man. Now, Kyrie left first, then the King left, and it's just like, man, you guys brought me here. We did what we had to do to get a title, but he's just left to really just see the pieces around him kind of rot. And you talk about a guy that doesn't fit, man. Kevin Love, he does not fit with that young team and that head coach. Um, and I, you know, it's it's you want to feel bad for Kevin Love, but at the same time, he probably shouldn't act out how he has. But it's a situation that's kind of overblown. Now he asked for these trades last year. He told them straight up, "I will pay you guys. I'll, whatever the whatever the <laughs> I deficit have is, money for yeah, this. <laughs> whatever the deficit is, I'll pay it. Just let me go." And for whatever reason, upper management and Kobe Allman are not letting him leave. So. I don't know if they're trying to package something, and that might be the case, but they need to communicate something or, or you know, give them some DMPs or something because Kevin Love does not like being on the floor with them right now, and it's only going to hurt um, what you're trying to build in Cleveland. Um, I think, it's, like I said, I think uh, a, re- a reunion with LeBron James is, is perfect. Uh, I think he could come off the bench fine. I think he'd be able to space the floor with that second union, and I, and I think he still has some great basketball left, enough to make a nice playoff run with, Le- uh, with LeBron, a trusted shooter in the corner, that if you space him out correctly, you can give him some, uh, keep him, you know, you can give him some, um, some the corner three point looks, possibly some post looks, and if you want to keep playing this kind of small thing with the uh, in a second union with a small ball, and then you have like a Dwight Howard kind of in the middle as your force, you can use that. You know, uh, Kevin Love is an asset in the league, so I just don't think in Cleveland he's being used. Do you think that the Cavaliers would trade a love for Kuzma straight up, or do you have to add an asset to that? What asset would you add to that uh, Lakers Cavaliers trade? Ooh, um, you know, it might be able to work straight up. I don't know necessarily how the money would work. Uh, I would suspect. Yeah, because Love's contract is, is pre- ridiculous. Is pretty, yeah. the, the extension that he signed is pretty big. Yeah. Um, if anything, I let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, maybe a younger piece. So if they're, I will say this: if they're willing to let go. 
uh, shoot, a, a Seti Osman, if they're willing to let go, uh, a guy like maybe Brandon Knight, a guy that doesn't necessarily. I mean, I see Tristan Thompson's on that roster, but I don't. I don't think that's necessarily a, a lane they want to go down. I think Braun knows. Um, shoot, maybe a guy like Matthew Delvadova, somebody that can put the ball on the floor and score a decent amount of points. I think it. I think it flies. Um, I think anybody from that from that team is pretty much expendable, except well, what, guys mean, like look, Colin Sexton. What about the, like the Lakers side too? Just to make like contracts work, would you send a KCP over or a Danny Green and trying to get like another piece in? Just to make contracts work with with a Kevin Love type of contract. Absolutely. If it's a if it's a trade where you're getting a valued asset, in my opinion, like Kevin Love, then I feel like outside of your top guys and guys that you value, yes, a, a guy like Every Bradley, he can absolutely go. A guy like KCP, who has, I think he's his value is definitely going up with the the resurgence he's had since the beginning of the season. In the last month or so, he's been really shooting well. I think a guy like that has decent market value. So if you want to um, package him in a trade to get a guy like Kevin Love, then absolutely. Uh, you do that. That's a that's a championship move, in my opinion. Yeah, for me, Kevin Love, I think the best place for him is Miami. We've heard talks about this basically all year of Kevin Love needs to find a new home. We've heard the Lakers. We've heard the Rockets. We've heard uh, Miami. We've heard a, a lot of teams just because of how versatile he is. I know the, the Miami Heat right now have an ability to be a good team, but I think to get them to that great level, they need another player. Tyler Hero and um, Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, in my opinion, are untouchable. You you can't even yeah. think about trading them. But Justice Winslow, Kendrick Nunn, and Ducker Robinson, who has been very good, he's right now in the NBA the most efficient three point shooter, have been very good for the Miami Heat. And I believe that keeping those type of players at that uh, keeping those type of players are good for you, but they don't take you to that next level of being great. If you're able to get a Kevin Love, and then you have a Jimmy Butler, you have a Kevin Love, you have a Bam Adebayo, you have a Goran Dragic, you have a team that's now not only good but a great level. Where you're trying, you're not talking about competing and beating the 76ers. Even though I think that this Miami Heat team currently constructed can beat the 76ers, but getting to that next level where you're dominating the 76ers and having a conversation with the Bucks where you're like, look, we may not be. You may not have the best player, but our overall talent might be is probably better than yours. And I think that's what they need to do. Whether it's Winslow and Nunn together for Kevin Love or Winslow and Ducker Robinson and Nunn for Kevin Love, you make that deal. I believe that the team currently constructed is a piece away, a, a good piece away from being a title contender because the East is not really a team that – the East is not really a uh, conference that has a team that can dominate from – Jump. There's no Miami Heat. There's no Cleveland Cavaliers, and there's no LeBron James. So there's obviously an opportunity for any team to get any team to get um, an opportunity to be that Easter Conference representative. And getting Kevin Love, and now you have a Jimmy Butler at Kevin Love and Bam Adebayo. That's a big three you want to build on, and a big three you're very excited for. I don't believe a Chris Paul helps that team much, uh, much at all. But getting a big that can stretch the floor and the Bam can operate down low. While Jimmy is playing defense and playing hitting big threes, that's definitely the team you're looking for. Yeah, man. Uh, I didn't even really consider the Heat. If the Heat make that move, that's a big time move. I also wouldn't rule out teams just making moves in general. Teams like the Sixers, who kind of need it. I watched them play tonight, and yes, they got a they got a, they got a good win, but it's still 
still really missing. Like, I don't know. It's still something about them I mean, I just don't like. Like, yeah, I, I watched the game tonight too, and against the Celtics, it was just it was one of those games that was very weird. The Celtics were up like 12, 13 at one point. Essentially, came back without Embiid. Everything just seemed opposite, and just it it, it was like an NBA game where yeah. anything could happen. But I don't think in a seven game series, the way um, that the Sixers were currently constructed, mm-hmm. can beat that Boston Celtics team. Nah, no way. Not not in my opinion. It's just I still think they're one move away. Maybe coming closer to the deadline, we kind of see the writing on the wall for some guys and see who's really available and see. They need shooters. Move. Yes, that's. It seems like a lot of teams need shooters right now. <laughs> um, it, it was interesting given the skill set that the league kind of wants right now. How many teams kind of need shooters? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And speaking about a shooter and somebody that plays really good defense and has that championship mentality. Let's move on to Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. The Memphis Grizzlies since the summer have been very steady about we are not trading uh, Andre Iguodala. If you want him for this stretch, you have to trade him. And it's proven to be smart because there are a lot of teams that need him right now. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Sixers, and the Miami Heat. All those teams, if they want to take the next step, need Andre Iguodala, somebody that has an ability to defend, hit a three, and has been to multiple championships and know what it's what it's like being in that big environment. Where do you see Andre Iguodala's best spot, Micah? Man, so I kind of walked myself into this, but I'm thinking the 76ers reunion all the way. Um, yes, I would love to see him in L.A. and playing with Braun, but I think a team like the Sixers would make the move on him. Um, who they would give up, it would, I mean... They would have to give up a guy that would play a decent amount of minutes. Um, none of their starters, of course. Maybe but, a, like a, a Quirkmas. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely somebody uh, you you might see a shoot. Maybe even I know he's playing a lot of minutes right now, but a guy like Trey Burke, he he might end up on something like that. Um, simply because of there's a reason they're holding him hostage. Uh, they see the value of the league, sees the value in him, and now you kind of see in this midseason kind of surge for a guy like Andre Iguodala, but. Uh, if you add Andre Iguodala to the 76ers roster right now, um, we're talking about a team that neither of us had in the top 10 in our power rankings. They they start to move oh, up, I think. They, 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 they definitely start to move up. They not only start to move up, but they're getting talked back into the Eastern Conference Finals type of run that we all kind of are expecting them to be. Uh, they downplayed it right now, but shoot, a healthy Embiid along with uh, an Iguodala in the roster they have now – after the stretch, after the uh, all-star stretch, you're talking about a team that's going to play really, really good basketball. So if they make that move, they're definitely a, um, a team that's looking to contend, and they're definitely a team that's going to look to get back to um Eastern Conference Finals, definitely. So if I'm the Sixers, I try to make that happen however I can. Yeah, I agree with you there, but I think the Lakers are going to try to be more aggressive than uh, the Sixers in that trade deadline. They have more pieces. Yeah, exactly. I think they figured out at that, Christmas Dame game when LeBron was driving and passing out to a Danny Green or passing out to an Avery Bradley that these guys can't get it done. If there's a three that needs to be made in a playoff game or in a conference finals, I'm trusting Iggy over any of those players. I'm MVP. Exactly. And I think that's what it leads to. I think LeBron has played against them multiple times. And it's like, look, we can't allow the Clippers or any other team to get him. So the Lakers go ahead and do whatever it takes, whether that's KCP, Avery Bradley, and Danny Green. Ship them all off, or whether that's just KCP and Danny Green or just uh, just Avery Bradley and Danny Green. Whatever the combination is, try to ship them off so you can get an Andre Iguodala, a vet that has proven that he can go ahead and make those big shots 
and defend the best player because LeBron in the playoffs, he's going to have to play almost every minute because mm-hmm. the way the Lakers team is presently constructed, they don't have the ability for LeBron to rest two to three minutes. LeBron or AD have to be at the court at any point of the time. And if AD isn't 100%, LeBron has to be on the court. All 48. So, exactly. So I think that if LeBron is on the court, he would rather have uh, Andre Iguodala over Avery Bradley. And I think that's that's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, if the Lakers do get Andre Iguodala, bro, similar to how I feel like the Sixers just automatically get better. Uh, whatever move the Lakers kind of make, I know that it's going to supplement the idea that Braun and AD have to be on the court, but there has to be guys around them that can get the job done. Yep. Um, and whatever moves the Lakers make, they're going to, you know, they want to definitely shoot for that. So, and Iguodala fits in perfectly there. Similar to how the Sixers are, I feel like they're both teams that kind of need guys who can put the ball on the floor and get shooters that are not their main guys, uh, not guys like Embiid, not guys like Ben Simmons, and vice versa, not guys like Braun and AD. They need players that can really just freelance and really just get points because at the end of the day, that's kind of what they need because right now I saw those two respectively on both teams. And, yes, there's supplemental guys on each team that play a huge role. Um, but I, especially in the Sixers case, I, I just – man, I, I love Tobias Harris as a player, but sometimes I just don't know if I trust him enough. Like, I trust I mean, a guy like – I mean, you never know what type of Tobias Harris you're getting each year. Exactly. So, it's just whoever gets a guy like that, and whoever really, like, you know, whoever makes those trades and things like that, they're definitely getting, uh, you know, they're getting championship pieces back. So, you hope to see either of those teams kind of do what they have to do because they need it. They really do need it. Yeah, I agree with that. And and with that, I mean, we're, we're going to end this podcast here, but there are a lot of trade deadline stuff that could happen. There are a lot of big pieces that can move. And since the NBA right now is wide open, a lot of teams will be making trades at the deadline to try to secure their team and make sure they're at the best possible state once the playoff times come around. But for Mike and for Michael, we'll be back on the next episode talking about some playoff predictions because we know the divisional round is coming up and it's going to be super exciting. See you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.